0: Bed, Batch, and Beyond listeners, I'm back with Aubrey here. She was on a little hiatus, and I had an awesome guest on, Amalia. That was so much fun to talk to her and grab her perspective on her like whirlwind romance with The Bachelor franchise. (laughs) Um, That is really such a good way to describe it. (laughs) But she was such a blast, um, and we did miss you. So good to know that we're versatile over here but I'm happy <laughs> to have my obs here and we're going to try to wrap up the finale. Yeah. Um, a very hard task, but we're going to give it our best shot. <laughs> yeah, we're going to give it our best shot. So this is going to be a little bit of a compartmentalized, maybe review of it. Um, granted, a lot of heavy things happened in this episode. We all know that the conclusion of this season has been, very emotional and has, um, it's exposed a lot of things that they really haven't been actually doing. They've just been putting on the face for it. Um, And it's just been, it's been interesting to observe. And I feel um, as much as I love the franchise for its many different reasons and all of the social conversation that comes with it being one of them, it's just been kind of an interesting season, I guess, to choose to have a voice about the bachelor because imagine two white people (laughs) because we're two white people and Matt James definitely, definitely deserved more of a voice than they gave him. So to kind of pick apart his experience, he just deserved way more than what they gave him. And at this point, like it's been a fun ride. It's been interesting, but I just feel like ultimately like the feeling that I had after this episode was just such disappointment. And I just felt bad for him. And I felt, um, icky seeing how tired he looked so this has just been interesting and we're gonna try to you know wrap it up concisely and then we're gonna pass the mic over to some BIPOC voices who have chosen to um you know get live about this and I encourage people to check out you know interviews with with Matt himself and with you know Brie Piper um you know Rachel Lindsay always has fire that she chooses to grace everybody with um just you know make sure you're also listening to those uh those Black voices and uplifting those people that this season really should have been about. That's uh, kind of how I felt. And it took a while for this episode to come out because I really wasn't sure what position to take about all of it. You know, not really my, my position doesn't really matter. Um, so the fact that, you know, I was like, oh, am I going to go ahead and choose, you know, a place in this? Is that right? Should I be redirecting people to, um, you know, the voices that were kind of we didn't hear from this season, you know, why does my need to be out here? Um, But at the end of the day, I think I can do both things with this uh, little tiny platform on the internet that I created. Um, Yeah. I I think what you said was lovely. And I think that's right. You know, our opinions um, don't really matter right now because we are not the ones who are affected by this. Um, So I definitely think it's great to raise the voices of others. I think it's really important to, listen to BIPOC stories and their experiences and, um, put them first right now. So we can, I, I would like to talk about some things that are unrelated to that, but are within the show and right. I feel like there are definitely areas we can comment on and we can, um, do our part, you know, as much as we can just to kind of realize all the nuances of his story that I liked. He said that at some point, I hope people can truly see the nuances of, you know, how vulnerable I was and how I was able mm-hmm. to really put everything out there, probably more than I bargained for. Um, yeah. <laughs> definitely more than he bargained for. Like, at this point, I'm just like, whew, that was a lot. Okay, well, speaking of things that I wanted to go over um, for the episode, I would like to talk about how... Uh, Matt's mom got like way into his head about this, and I think this is a really good example of um, some something toxic happening between a parent and child um, without with it looking like uh, she's being protective, or you know, it portrayed in a in a different light. Um, because I really, really think this is a great example. So Matt's mom has had a bad experience, obviously in marriage, that is her life experience. She says she wants that for her son. She comes to see him and meet the people who he, who are possible candidates. Sounds weird, but <laughs> <you know. laughs> <Vibers>. um, <laughs> yeah, who are like possible life matches. And she loves both of them, but she lets her own experience and her trauma inform her response towards Matt. And she's therefore projecting her fears and her experience onto Matt and getting inside of his head. And so he changes what he's been saying this entire time because of that. So, You know, I I just I have such a problem with parents doing that sort of thing because you're you're projecting your own bullshit onto your kid. (laughs) Like you have to recognize that they are different people and they're going to have to learn from their own experiences. And yes, you can tell them what a bad experience it was, but also like they know they lived that. And yeah, I just I don't. I, it's just really, really frustrating. Like you have to recognize that your your adult child is going to have to learn some of their own lessons and regardless of whether or not you think it's the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the things she said were like very like more not morbid. I'm not sure the word that I'm looking for, but they were very um they were coming from a place which I thought was pretty obvious of a very deep and dark experience of her own that has been pretty vocalized this entire time by Matt himself. Some of the things she said were just not helpful and not constructive in any way, shape, or form. And as if Matt hadn't already thought about all of this himself, kind of, you know, Mm -hmm, it was like mm -hmm. he had really Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, he lived it. (laughs) He had really impressed people uh, this season. Um, And we were always impressed at his ability to realize boundaries and kind of mm-hmm. you know step you know draw the line himself and then like gracefully kind of you know wade his way around his own ba- boundaries that he was creating like he had gotten mm-hmm. to a point where regardless of what was going to happen to him he was going to handle it and he just kind of wanted and he did and he did yeah and he did he ended up doing that but so much of it was what you were saying was his mother kind of reapplying her own traumas onto him. And it was kind of sad to see it go that way because right? he had, because he was so season. excited. Yeah. He, and he was, he was so excited and he, and had he spent was truly happy season. and he knew what it meant to be committed. And like, it was just such a one eighty that it's so obvious that his mom really got in there. And like, that's a toxic parenting thing to me. Yeah. And kind of regardless of whatever um, your trauma is, I feel like this isn't the first time that they have showcased that happening and the lead doing a complete 180 after they speak to their parents. And their parents Mm -hmm. are always, I mean, almost always coming from a place of love and um, like caring with it. But I feel like it gets misconstrued into a way that I don't know. It's really not helpful. And at this point, it's like, we're not children. Yeah. See, I think that it gets misrepresented as coming from a place of love. I think that it's coming from a place of fear. Their fear is that their child will will have the same experience as they did, and they know how much that sucked. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, and they're doing that because they love and care about their child. So you know, I think that is, that is uh, an added layer, but I don't think it's the motivation because if love were the motivation you would go, Oh, I don't want to project my shit on my kid. And I want, I want to encourage them and I want to let them make their own decisions. And even though I'm really afraid that they'll have the same experience I am, I love them enough to let them have their own experience. Yeah. And he had been he had been just handling everything so beautifully, truly. And then even, you know, how everything unfolded, he still handled himself. um, And he didn't need that. And she just projected fears onto him. And I really appreciate you bringing that up because I've heard a lot of other people talking about like making fun of Chris Harrison for being like, Granted, Chris Harrison is dumb, and what he said was dumb. <laughs> and he was like, "Well, what kind of greeting card is that?" When you know Matt was saying what his mother basically said to him about how love isn't enough, um, mm-hmm. which is true. But just it's, the you way know what, she wrapped I thought of you in that moment because I will never forget when we were in college and I was going through a really tough time in my relationship. And you were like, I know you love him, but sometimes love isn't enough. Sometimes you just have to, like, see what it is. (laughs) And that blew my mind. And ever since then, like, I fully agree with that. Yeah. So I think that is one of the things that she said to him. Um, But like you said, it was kind of just overshadowed (laughs) with how she wrapped it all up and kind of, like, dumped it on top of him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like big and heavy, uh, like twisted and, him up. Yeah. Twisted him up. And, um, he, Chris Harrison was, ba- people had been making fun of Chris Harrison for saying, oh, um, that's what kind of greeting card is that? And people were like, wow, Chris, like, he's just trying to think like rationally. And, you know, his mother was just trying to get him, uh, to think rationally and to kind of think clearly. And it's like, okay, in this case, like, how we saw it all unfold was just really uncomfortable. Like even the fact that she was so emotional with the women and she was mm-hmm. so like touched by, by what they had to say. And truly the, up, up the whole time I was like, these women both they they love him. Like, I believe that they love mm-hmm. him, both of them. Mm-hmm. And I feel like both of the conversations, to be honest, that were had, you know, between the girls and the mom were touching. And it was like kind of, more of those moments, um, where it felt like the cameras weren't there. Both of the moments with the girls I thought felt like that because you could just tell how much she wanted her son to be happy and how like ready and willing she was, um, just like emotionally with the whole Mm -hmm. thing. And I Mm -hmm. think the fact that she was so readily emotional with those women, it ended up like backfiring almost and turning around and like the emotions, like tornadoed into how she dumped everything on Matt, which I think at one point it's like, okay, I'm just a mother looking out for my son, but then it falls into I'm a mother projecting my traumas onto my son who has been desperately trying to create a new path for himself this entire time. And he has been stopped by production a couple of times doing it. You know, um, you know, some of the women have caused things where he's been rocked by it. And it was like, now she was doing that and it didn't Mm -hmm. come off as, to me, I felt that it didn't really fully come off as just like a mother trying to make her son feel, um, so feel things realistically and support him in a realistic way. Something about Mm -hmm. it also felt, um, I felt sad. I felt sad for everyone. I was like, look at, there's just so much trauma here. There's just so much trauma here, um, That's being exploited and um, chatty broads always my girls at chatty broads, such a huge inspiration. I love them. They were saying um, reality TV in general has always been exploitative. Yes. And it's just like. The amount of exploitation that happened to this man when he should have been like celebrated 100% Mm -hmm. Um you know he had to do all that work himself like everybody threw obstacles in his way and I feel like shame on the producers for showing the you know the most exploitative version possible of this man and his family including his mother and his father right the way that they portrayed those things um yeah just like no sensitivity at all um but anyway there's just there's just that. But um, yeah, she definitely uh, was very emotionally ready, both in a good way and in a bad way, I think, um, from what we were shown, from what they chose to show. Yeah. Us. Yeah. I mean, she really twisted him up. And, and you know, he made. And in this case, I mean, <laughs> you can play the opposite and be like, well, thank God he didn't propose to. Um, what's her face? Oh, my God. I already forgot her name already. All I can think Rachel. of is Michelle. <laughs> Rachel. <laughs> Right. But to be honest, I mean, I don't know. He could have ended it. And sometimes I'm like, you know what? Like, it's really not, like, set in stone. (laughs) Like, what? Like, whatever. So so after the final rose, it's like, you know what? I decided it's a no for me, dog. Like, I don't know. I feel like (laughs) in recent years, the show has become more flexible um, in terms of how the, you know, the ending uh, ends up. Uh, But to be honest, maybe he would have, uh, made that decision. I think himself, he would have like, broken it off that if, Oh yeah. Oh like yeah. They had gotten engaged. Oh, I think yeah, absolutely. I he would so. have. But I even think that he might've even come to the conclusion of just like, you know, leaving with Rachel willing to explore, um, and not getting engaged with her, even without the conversation with his mom, I'm willing to think that he would have maybe drawn those conclusions, but the poor man wouldn't have been comparing himself to his father, like the whole damn time. Um, right, Exactly. Otherwise, but, uh, I think he would have maybe done that anyway and maybe would have uh, not gone all in on it mm-hmm. because um, I'm still convinced he would have picked Rachel and not Michelle, which is still ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Oh, ridiculous. yeah. Oh, yeah. But, <laughs> but I'm not so sure if he was ever going to, like, truly propose to anyone. Like, he might have just gotten to his own place with that anyway and then just been right. like, I'm not ready. And you know what? That would have made total sense because it's not like anybody got to know anyone, you know, including probably Matt, and the women, and it's yeah. like, we just wasted all of our time on other things. So he's like, yeah, you know what? It kind of makes sense to just like get to know you now. Yeah. Like he probably would have come I to that the conclusion regardless. Yeah. And I think the seed was already there because he was talking about that even before his mom came. And then his mom came and basically just like exploded the seed. <laughs> yeah, exploded the <laughs> into seed into shrapnel. Really did. And, and it just, it started making me sick to my stomach, everything that we were watching after this, like when he was like holding up the ring and like looking at it, like this represents what my oh mother didn't get. It was like, yeah. Oh my God, you're, he, you're it wasn't about him at that moment. It was about his mom. And that is never where your relationship should be coming from. No, no. And I mean, maybe, ugh, maybe it's a good thing that, it, that it all happened, not I don't know I don't even I don't even know how to put that because the way that she went about it like we were saying and like you so beautifully said was wrong but it's like this man has a lot to unpack and I think it's obvious to him and to everyone watching that there are things that he needs to kind of address um and we saw a few of them intimately and mm. you know exploitatively and kind of cringely and then how, when is it a celebration and then when is it um a deassembling of a, well, I think it was a a celebration before we naively uh, knew that's, that's true. Like, I think it was a solid celebration, but then obviously once the dismantling happened, I think it was probably naive to think that it would be anything other. Yeah. Then yeah, that he was going to get the season he deserved. And I guess in real time, we all realized that he didn't. Yeah. Right. So, but, yeah. Bachelorette. I know. I am so 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 happy because I fucking love Michelle, and I was so impressed with her at the after the final rose. Like she is such a bad bitch. <laughs> I was yeah, like she's yes. so amazing. And then I also so heard amazing. from Jody Broads that uh, she turned down being I heard that she turned down being the bachelorette because she didn't want to be away from her students uh, for more time so then they're letting katie go first and her go second I don't know how true that is but I just I literally believe anything chatty broad says I believe that too that's so (laughs) cute (laughs) Um, so I guess that's why she's going second at first I was kind of confused I was like this is like I don't know, but I guess what else can, what else can be different? Like twenty twenty, clearly is so are no crazy. rules There's so. just no rules for anything. So I was like, I feel like maybe they're just like still riding on this. Like anything could happen. Like what's it gonna be? Like like never like, before screw seen. Screw it. There's two, yeah, there's two of them. let <clears throat> distract people from the dumpster fire that was this past season. But. Yeah, the more I thought about it, I guess the more I liked it. Because I always loved the Bachelorette season. And I feel like yeah. it says in general that that's at least a stride that's being made. Like, yeah, boom, let's have two female leads in a row. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, I might have to put that in to get even with Amalia. Because Amalia could not get over that I left her Burke in one of our episodes. She was like, oh my god, I'm such a nasty bitch. And you showed everybody. I was like, yeah, we're both <laughs> such nasty bachelors. <laughs> so I might have to keep. I might have to keep that in. To mm, be fair, that's fine. Go <laughs> ahead. Anyway, yeah. I'm definitely for. I'm definitely for two bachelorettes. That makes me happy. Although I don't really know why. I don't really know why there's there's two hosts. Uh, like maybe there's gonna. Although maybe there's gonna I'm be. I'm so one. excited. One is Deja though. Like so excited. Yeah, I freaking love her. I love that choice of the two of them. I like, I love Caitlyn and I love uh, Tasha, And I like choosing them to be hosts. But part of me was like, I almost wish that it was opposite, that they had Tasha and Caitlyn be like the women tell all or the men tell all and then the final rose people and kind of like be in and out of the season as like, you know, like kind of just like little side elements that they bring in sometimes to the the full season. I thought it would have been better to have Emmanuel on as the host of the bachelorette and kind of let people meet him and kind of introduce um, him to people a little bit more. Mm. But I, I mean, I like the choice of the two women hosting, but I feel like a double hosting would have worked better at like the after talks, like the live shows or the, the after mm. final row stuff. Um, well, I mean, hopefully they keep, tasha and caitlin as the hosts for that stuff too oh yeah hopefully we'll see and i guess now Um, that i think about it it must be like one of the women is hosting one season and then the other is hosting the other or they're doing it together wait it is i don't know i don't know i haven't i do not know no Uh, that's not i thought it was going to be co-hosts for both episodes i mean for both seasons But um, if it is that way, I'm just wondering, like, why does it have to be two women? It's almost like, oh, a woman is only worth half as much as a man. Like, they can't just pick one woman to do it. Like, Tisha would be a phenomenal host by herself. Yeah, I don't understand. I don't really understand that, which is a good point. Um, Because I don't really trust them as far as we can throw them now, especially. No, not. Um, I don't really trust the franchise uh, to really, to really surprise us with any golden nuggets uh, <laughs> often. But yeah, I was like, why too? I'm kind of confused, but at this point we're just on such a like rumbling, rolling, like, whoa, no, this yeah. is crazy. Like, I'm just like, okay, let's see how this like fits <laughs> out. Let's see. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Let's see if Chris comes back, what you do with Tasha and Caitlin, what's going to go on with Emmanuel yeah. What are you gonna do when things settle? You know, like what's gonna happen when things settle? Yeah. Well, I'll be interested I guess... to see. I'll certainly be interested to see what happens with Chris Harrison because he is yeah. not done. He is gonna come out like sweet. We will see. I you will know what else? wait and see. <laughs> you know what else I heard um after me and Amalia recorded the um second to last the one for this one? We were under the impression that Matt was like totally cool with the conversation with his father airing, and oh yeah, um, I did hear that. I did hear and that he was. You asked them not to do it. Yeah, and they he did didn't it want that way. on there. Yeah, which um, sucks. Which sucks that they yeah, didn't that's honor his so choice. So fucking rude. And they could have done something. They could have shown something, because like Matt said, it was beautiful um, and nuanced. I, th- you know, I think Matt said that in his own words, which I really like. And me and Amalia d- could touch on some of those nuances as well, because Amalia had some personal, uh, personal connections to her childhood that she shared, um, about kind of confronting a parent who hasn't been there, which at the end of the day, was just two humans talking to each other. Right. Um, but in his case, like the fact that they didn't have sensitivity to what, he asked, you know, and his concerns. It's just like, oh my God. So I didn't know how I felt after that um, because they just threw like wrench after wrench after wrench after wrench at this dude. Yeah. I mean, it, in the guise of honoring him, um, yeah. under the guise of honoring him. That's right. But we'll wait and see and, and we'll find out what they're, what if they do better. I am not holding my breath, but I know I'm I am either, very excited. For Katie and Michelle, um, and I am I'm I'm excited super too, pumped. and I'm here for it. I'm I'm going. Yeah, I'm riding the waves with the ship. I'm going down with the ship. Um, <laughs> I will go down with this. There's ship. always gonna, <laughs> there's always gonna be something to discuss. Yeah. Uh, anyway, you break it down. and I feel yes. like Matt deserves some time to uh, rejuvenate. Yeah, in the public eye. <laughs> yeah. Because that's, I mean, at the same time, reality TV is reality TV. I'm sure it's a freaking trip. You're like, damn, what did I just get myself into? (laughs) So he deserves some time to, um, you know, decompress across the board. Anyone involved deserves to decompress. Right. We can get moved on to something else. But it's finally springtime. Yeah, so what are we going to do oh my god please oh my god please. wait hold on yeah, are, we so for... are we done are we done because me and you are so bad at signing off and i always have to like do some weird like like fade out and jason's like what happened there you just stopped talking i was like we don't have a goodbye here let me let me let me do you want me to wrap it up and then we'll be like bye yeah okay go for it uh what were you we talking about before um i don't know we were talking about oh we uh, rest in uh, the public spotlight oh, or out public yeah, eye, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, we will wait and see, and we will see what happens. You and know what else that I thought was interesting. We didn't get like the two night finale or the uh, like the like the you know how they usually do like the week off and then the two night mm-hmm. finale. We didn't get that finale. the <laughs> midwestern. The two night <gasps> finale. <laughs> okay, um, that's kind of like um, the accent that people in Rochester have too. Okay, Nailing, you're going like, to have to stop long, talking so, so that A's. I can wrap this up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks, friend. <laughs> go for it. Go for it. You got it. You got this. Here we go. Aubrey's going to wrap it up. Let's get into it. <laughs> She's cracking the whip. <laughs> Um what are we going to do between seasons? Are we going to do some fun episodes for all of our I would, I would love to fans? do episodes. I would love to do episodes. Um I would love to talk about uh you know things that people feel like chatting about. So yes, so, so we I will can't wait. Drop a few episodes, hopefully in between, and then we will be right here for y'all when we return with Katie's Bachelorette season. Okay, bye, BBs. Thank you. (laughs) Bye.